after our experience in the synagogue, we started asking questions about how Jesus asks questions. Because we were amazed at what we watched, at what we saw, how a, a common group, a singular group, can have such, well, violent, different reactions to Jesus asking a question. We started talking with him about that. Um, Jesus, tell us about your questioning. Tell us about how you come to those understandings. Tell us where those questions come from. And, and his response to us was very simple. He looked right straight at us and he said, well, what color are your wife's eyes? And after asking that question, he knew exactly what we were thinking about. He knew exactly what had at that moment, engaged us? The obvious answer is, at that moment, we were all thinking about the color of our wife's eyes. <laughs> we all had to smile. We sort of began to get the point. Why does Jesus ask questions the way that Jesus asks questions? It's because he knows in the question. At that moment, there is sort of a mm, hijacking of our thought process. The question is asked, and all we can do is think about the answer for a moment, a few seconds, a minute, whatever it is. And it occurred to us, as Jesus and we kept talking about it, it occurred to us that none of us had to consciously tell our brain to think about that. It was just absolutely automatic. And so these questions that Jesus asks, hundreds of them literally, are very powerful. Uh, not only does the asking of the question and the hearing of the question, not only does it capture our attention in that instant or in that moment, it also translates into some kind of future behavior. Jesus knows that. We had just never really thought much about that. But when a question is offered, when a question is posed, we began to kind of play the game. It's like uh, it takes over the entirety of our thought process. We, we had to admit, when we were thinking about the answer to the question, we could not think about anything else. Jesus knew, or it seemed like Jesus knew, the human brain really can only take on one subject at a time, one idea at a time. And when it captures us, which is what questions do, when it captures us, that's what happens. We, we, we are captured. We are captivated. We are, we are brought into that realm of thinking and that way of being. We were pondering, you see, Jesus, in a very stress-filled moment, uh, we had gone into a synagogue. Uh, it's cool outside. Uh, it's probably late November. And here we are in this place. It's not our home synagogue. And Jesus sees a woman who has been bent over, we discover, you know, for 18 long years. And Jesus speaks to her. And Jesus heals her with his touching hand. She stands up straight, 
and there is a, a movement toward the glory of God. Everybody thinking what they wanted. And you know that because while there was some people celebrating and rejoicing what the living God had just done, there were others who were fuming and were agitated. And in that very complex emotional moment, Jesus asks this question. Do not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the stall and lead him away to water him? that cut through all the stuff. Everybody at that moment had to focus on that, had to think about that. In fact, the further away from that question that we got, the truth is every time any of us untied an ox or untied a donkey, we were provoked by Jesus' question. Is this not what you do to take care of your animals? It was like in one simple, straightforward, realistic question. Jesus reoriented us. He, he refocused us upon the care of the world around us. That became our driving thought pattern. It was a singular focus, a, a very thought-provoking question that as we untied an ox or untied a donkey or watched one being untied, it forced us one more time. It brought us back to rethink, to reconsider, to reponder. In fact, as we thought about it, we really did have to admit that, well, nearly always we are able and willing to take those actions that benefit our lives in some way. That, that's the question that, that Jesus got us thinking about. We really are willing to do everything that we can in our own power and our own strength to protect our possessions, to defend our reputation, to retain our resources, to cling to our perceptions, to thrive and flourish within our sphere of influence. All of this because Jesus asked a pointed, direct question. But see, it wasn't just stopping us in our thought patterns. It was also leaning us into behaviors. That's why, as we thought about the other question that Jesus asked there in that particular synagogue on that day, he says, is it not necessary that she have been released from this bond on the Sabbath day? Fascinating question. In fact, it had rarely occurred to us because the truth is we attended synagogue. We would join with the community because we were there to see what we could get out of it. We had to admit that Jesus' question forced and enforced a whole nother way of viewing being with the community, being in the synagogue. Our almost unspoken question always was, what is in this for me? What am I going to get out of it? What should I be receiving? What should I be doing? Jesus' question stopped us and forced us to consider there, there actually is another and maybe even a more appropriate other 
reason for attending synagogue. And that was to be there for the benefit of the others. Be there to share. Be there to give. Be there to offer. It wasn't that we would stop receiving. That was going to stay true. But this question that Jesus asks, because in that environment, Hello? Yeah, I think he must have uh, dropped us. Yeah. Yeah, I lost him too. And my vendor just showed up. I think I'm going to... Well, I'll put, on, put it on mute and I'll be back in a little bit. See you, Steve. Well, here we are, two ducks on the pond. <laughs> here we are again, my love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I got, I, Ann and I were out, so I just, as I was sitting down for this, I, I saw your note about um, your latest carving, so I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. Ah, okay. I, I sent you pictures of two, so. Ah, great. Okay. Yeah, I miss uh, not seeing him in the flesh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Keeps me out of the bars, darn it. <laughs> so that's one of the things that you do that um, I find really interesting. You just go out in the woods and get wood, right? Well, I do that. I... I also buy wood. I buy, uh, you know, most of my carvings are done in uh, uh, basswood. So ah, yes, I I can buy sheets of basswood at Hobby Lobby or Michaels, and sometimes Target or even Walmart will carry some pieces that are acceptable. So oh, uh, really. Yeah, I did not know that. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it at, uh, you know, Home Depot, Home, Home Depot types of places. Yeah. Yeah, but Target and Walmart, in their craft department, yeah. they don't have it all the time. But on occasion, yeah. they'll have an acceptable piece. So, and you know, they'll have them for eight, nine, ten dollars a, a a piece. So. Ah. Uh, the the pictures that I sent you of of the two, those were both done on like target pieces. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's interesting to know because I um I keep looking along the road. You know, when we go driving here and there, and <laughs> uh, there was a place down in Florida we went by and. You know, that car was full of people and we were going someplace, so I couldn't stop. But they they obviously 
you know, drag pieces of log out of the woods yeah. and, um, and sold them, you know, and, and, uh, you know, they had quite a, quite a wood lot. So I'm sure, you know, they had people come by all the time and, but that's the only one I've ever seen. Yeah. I will, when I see like, uh, an old wood pallet, uh-huh. uh, I'll grab one of those and tear it apart and I'll use the, the wood from there, not for carving, but I can, you know, put it on my saw and my scroll saw or band saw and cut it into yeah. some pieces and, and, uh, yeah, so I'll do that and, Sometimes well, I remember so. that time that uh, that Rich took a, a, I suppose it was a branch from a tree, and I've got part of it on my wall, <laughs> that had the, the cross in the middle. Yeah. Where yeah. did you get that? I forget. I know you told me, but I forget where you got that. Uh, sumac. Piece, ah. of, piece of sumac. Yeah. So, mm. I... I've got some other pieces of sumac. I haven't done anything with it lately, but I love the grain on that sumac because it reminds mm-hmm. me a whole lot of olive wood. Ah, yeah, right, yep. I know what you mean. Yeah. So. so I don't see, well, here's a message. I wonder if that's from Craig. Uh, no. Hmm. So I suppose we should wait for, like, what is it, 17 minutes for a full professor and then <laughs> give it up? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't see anything from him. So No, I just looked myself and didn't see anything either. Got as far as South Carolina anyway. <laughs> uh, so are you having a nice day? Uh, well, it would be, um, except uh, there's a front coming through, and um, we just have these... Uh, wild winds when when that happens. You know, there were. I remember it always being windy in Denver and Sacramento when a front would pass by. But these are like, you know, the kind you get up in Wyoming, just howling wind. It's it's yeah. uh, it's not very pleasant to be outside. So, <laughs> hmm. yeah, that's about the only kind of weather I don't like. I pretty much like everything else. So did we lose Craig? Uh, Steve returned? Steve yeah, returned, we're, we're giving him 17 minutes like we would a full professor, and then we'll... <laughs> okay. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. I think we all experienced it the same way, but I'm assuming that whatever tower he's next to just dropped him, I guess. 
Can, can anybody explain to me the towers? I mean, my cell phone, my plan, uh, I'm supposed to have roaming, which I interpret to mean that you know, I have T-Mobile, but can't I pick up a, a Verizon tower or any other tower and use it? And I, I don't understand that. Yes. I mean, the short answer is yes. At least the last time I was in um, billing for phones, and they have a complex um, uh, uh, communication back and forth. So, yeah, you're on T-Mobile, and then T-Mobile gets a, a bill from Verizon, you know, X number of minutes for your phone number, and this cost, and <laughs> it's... I don't know if they still do it that way, but that's when I was in the phone business. That's the way it was done, and it was just it was really it drove the drove the the finance guys crazy because it was uh, you could sort of verify it, uh, but if you really wanted to, you had to go to where the switch was <laughs> and, and download the logs, and uh, it was just. It was a mess. <laughs> yeah, because I can't imagine each one of these companies putting up their own towers. I mean, if they did, my block would be full of them. So, <laughs> yep, that's right. So, yeah. Well, I'm guessing we lost him for good. Yeah, I think it's been 15 minutes or 17. And he could always uh, text us too if he if he's able to get back on. Yeah. All right. Oh. Uh, okay. So Steve-O? Steve's gone too. <laughs> yeah. His laborers must have come back. I'll hang up Milo and then I'll text everybody and say you know. There somebody came back. Hello. Hi. Nope. Hey, uh, this is oh. Jim. I just joined. We don't have Craig. Oh, it's Jim. Hi, Jim. Oh. So Craig, Craig was um, outside the doctor's office where he was waiting for Cheryl. Yep. And um, he was parked under a cell tower, and he thought everything would go fine, and it certainly did for the first, I don't know, ten and a half minutes, and then he disappeared. And he hasn't, he hasn't come back on. It's been about 15 minutes. So we were, we were thinking, you know, you only wait 17 minutes for a full professor, so we'd be okay to <laughs> hang out now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I just finished my call because, you know, I told him I'd be late, and... Um, so I figured I'd jump on and I'd hear this uh, this great walk with Jesus going on, and instead I got my wonderful brothers in Christ here. So. <laughs> Just hey yeah, neighbor, Steve's hey, been back and forth on the call too, but he's got uh, what he called a bender. I'm not sure what it was, and uh, okay. he's had to stop from time to time to go help him lug things in and out. <laughs> yeah, uh, got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, so. Well, I'm going to leave, but 
Yeah, if we hear from him, I'll get back on, I guess. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll text I'll text everybody and say what we did. Yeah, okay. and then he can let us know, you know, if that sounds great. Thanks. Okay. Yep. So long. See you, everybody. Bye. 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 Craig's back. Hello?